All right, here we go. We're here, baby boy. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us for another episode of the Robert Patton Global Podcast. I'm here with Colm Tyrell. Tyrell. Yeah, yeah, close enough, dude. Yeah, you, you crushed it. Tyrell. You say like Tyrell. Yeah, yeah. It's not easy to be said. I mean, because there's a Y, but then you you pronounce it Tyrell. I heard you say it, and so then it. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, it's just the accent, I guess. You know, I. Have, I have a feeling like the next generation will be Tyrell. Whether I like it or not, it will be Tyrell. Yeah, that's a, that's a very common name among the African-American community, Tyrell. Yeah, my uncle, his name was uh, Tyrone. Tyrone. Actually. Would you believe that? Tyrone, Tyrone Tyrell. <laughs> the well, most Irish guy you've ever met. That's Yeah, you're clearly from Ireland. I was listening to some of your stuff. Super funny. If you guys have not listened to Column here, you know, YouTube, Google him, and Thanks, first few dude. minutes, I was already laughing. Like, Good. appreciate was, it. Yeah, no, you were a, a hoot. Crack, you're cracking me up. <laughs> well, because, I mean, English, British, Ireland, that Scottish, like that whole. If you have an accent in America, that helps for yeah. whatever reason. It does for sure. You kind of sound a little bit like Conor McGregor. Yeah, which doesn't hurt. Because, you know, he's known for, like, his clever, witty remarks. And then you were just the little zingers. You were, I was listening to you with Zach, uh, Zach Attack, oh. and it was just... Good, man. Thanks. Yeah, I appreciate it, bro. No, and, well, thank you. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for, like, humoring me. This this little podcast that I have here, it's no. an, an underwear company. That, yeah, I checked it out. I saw you had Lewis on last week. Did you? That's yeah, crazy. it was a couple of weeks ago. That was him and my and Michael Malice, Bridget. No, not Bridget Fetacy. But anyways, I want to get Bridget on. But yeah. they um, were kind enough to join me on the show. I mean, I interviewed the UFC champion of the world, Brandon Marino. Oh wow! It that was pretty cool. He like stopped off at a diner, but he's not the champion anymore. Do you follow the UFC much? Yeah, and a, a, a bit here and there, not as much as I'd um, I'd like to. It's difficult because it's on the weekends with comedy. Oh right, you know? yeah. yeah, and you're traveling and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Usually Saturday nights I have shows and things like that. I'm pretty busy, but I'm gonna try do something. I'm trying to start a UFC stream with New York comedians, kind of similar to what Brendan Schaub does with the LA guys. I want to try doing New York versions. So, um, the first time we tried to do it. There was an issue with the the tech. The, the tech couldn't work, and then we're just waiting to reschedule the next one. So this this Saturday is going to be huge. Yeah, yeah. That's, it's a uh, Gagey yeah. Gagey versus Oliveira and Chandler. Yeah, Chandler Tony Ferguson. Ferguson, yes. Yeah, and then Rose. Um, Rose is fighting. I don't remember the girl who she's fighting, but it's, it's yeah. Gonna, she was the. Big, yeah, it's going to be fun. It's gonna be fun. I watch. I watch them like every weekend. This past weekend was uh, Rob Font versus Cheeto Vera, and yeah, it was it was they, they were saying the like Rob Font's face was falling off. Uh, Michael Bisping was like his face is falling off because it was just <laughs> so mangled. Yeah, I never saw the fight, but I saw some stats were posted by people on Twitter, um, just about where the fucking how much his head. <laughs> Yeah. Because they showed the body, the, the color of the body for the, to show where the, the punches were landed, and his fucking head was just a big tomato. And the rest of his body was never even hit once. It's just his face was just cracked. 
it was nasty but very entertaining typically i don't like like a one-sided fight but it wasn't really one-sided it was kind of it was back and forth just cheeto was really bringing it to him and cheeto cried at the end because he just put in like his whole soul into training into being the best fighter he can be. I listened to him on Rogan. I've listened to him with Bisping and he doesn't drink. He goes to bed at 10 a.m. or 10 p.m. And he just, you know, if you want to be the best, you got to like sacrifice. Absolutely. Yeah. It's all discipline, right? Yeah. You never hear of anyone achieving that. And if without that sort of crazy mindset, right? The obsession. Yeah, it's just crazy obsession. Even with comedy, and I guess art is, can be a little bit different because you can't, you can you know, can't work too hard because then what happens is you end up, you're in the, r- the wrong mind space. But it's still the same. Like all these guys I hear of Louis and Burr and all, they're all just fucking, they're crazy <laughs> nut jobs, you know. Yeah, I love Louis, love Burr. I just heard Louis on Shane Gillis's podcast. I'd never heard him on a podcast. And they were just oh, talking right. about history. They were doing like the history of the, the presidents. Yeah, yeah I, n- I never got around to watching it, but I must check that out. Yeah, that was a good one. But, you know, this is about you. Thank you again for coming on here. And right, yeah. you're making, you know, you're in the circle of New York comedians, the dirty comics that I like. You know the edgy comedians. Yeah, all the edge lords. Yeah, yeah. you're riding it. You're riding oh, the, the alt right edge lords. That's what yes. we are. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, all the racists and <laughs> yeah, the racists and the bigots. And <laughs> hey, yeah. yeah, that's my crew. I love them, and and I love. Thank you. You, you had reached out, and I really appreciate you. And so now I kind of know more about you, but I want to talk and like let the people know because you're still coming up you're like a, an up-and-comer right i hope so yeah 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 i don't know how many years they can keep saying that but yeah. oh has it been a few years i guess so I, I i started in ireland back in 2011 then i moved to new york in 2014 and then i think i started kind of getting somewhat noticed maybe in 2019 wow maybe you know so and then i was just two podcasts just like doing lewis the real last podcast i did that yeah. I did that a lot. Then people booked me on their other podcasts, and then I did Skanks, and then slowly but surely, it's sort of just now I am where I am. I'm hoping hoping things pop off soon enough. No, I think, and you're in the right crowd. They say that the you ha- the five people you hang out with the most is kind of who you become or whatever, right? Oh, oh, is that what they say? Yeah, okay, cool. It's some kind of phrase like that. You are you are a. Um, like a mixture of the five people you hang out with the most. And so you want to hang out with people who are doing what you want to do, right? Yeah, that's what I, that's what I, I need to force people to be my friend. And yeah, I should be hanging out with these guys more. Yeah, like yeah. Louis J and all, that whole crew. I think that's, in my opinion, I don't know. That's it. That's a, they're, they're on the rise of oh, the comedy. The skanks are the best. Yeah, yeah. The skanks are, are great. Absolutely. So you, you started in 2011, no. 11? Yeah, 2011, I think, or maybe 2010. I think it was 2011. I did my first open mic in nice. Ireland. Why? I just decided to start doing it. I actually wanted to do it when I was like 15 years old, and I like I I so I wrote like a little thing, and and in my mind I said I'll I'll write because I only I only ever saw stand up on TV as a full hour, so I just I just thought that's all they did. I didn't know there was any other steps. Right. I you, you're just you're just Chris Rock. That was it. There wasn't the beginning. 
Right. So I write an hour. And I said to myself, what I do is I write like a different story every night. And then at the end of the year or whatever, I'd have this thing. of. So I did it the first night. And then the second night, I reread the previous night's story. And I was like, oh, this is shit. This is the worst fucking crap I've ever heard in my life. But then I just stopped doing it. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then years later, so I was about 20 or 21. I thought I'd get him. I started learning about open mics and shit like that. So I said I'd give it a go. And I always figured even if I couldn't do comedy, I would get involved with either running the events or something. So I did one open mic and it went well. And then I just kept doing more open mics. And now here I am just still, still fucking going. Yeah. You must like, you know, you must have gotten a decent response and to get, get that motivation to keep going. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I just never stopped doing it. You know, that's that's kind of it. No one's ever succeeded in it who stopped. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. That was kind of, I just kept doing it. And it's kind of hopefully things are bubbling up now. But who it knows? Takes a, yeah, it takes, it takes a while. You know, they say it took 10 years to become an overnight success. You know, like. Yeah, that, the entertainment industry, it's crazy. You know, I know some of the most talented people I know just can never quite crack it for some reason. Then I know people who are the least funniest people I've ever met who are on TV all the time. So you sort of just don't know. It's just a weird industry and you know, you got to just try and enjoy it, I guess, hopefully. Yeah. I mean, that's part of it. I mean, because like you said, nobody ever succeeded that quit. Once you quit, it's over. And yeah. I actually did, I, I did my first open mic around 2011. Oh, you did? Oh, yeah. Great. I was in San Antonio and a buddy of mine, he does, he comes on here with me, Steven, he does my uh, live streams with me on Fridays and he was doing comedy and, you know, I'm listening to Rogan and just whatever made mm -hmm. me. And I also kind of thought it was about to be the end of the world. I was, I'm kind of whatever susceptible to foolishness. And they were talking about the, the, the Mayan, the Mayan yep. thing. Is that, you yep. thought it was the end of the world because of that? I didn't know. I was like, maybe. So if okay. it's going to be the end of the world, let me go do this shit. <laughs> and, and that was your last thing was to do an open mic? I, I guess. Or to not be afraid to try wow. something. Wow. I would have done some crimes. I would have yeah. been, been like the purge, dude. <laughs> yeah. That would have been more exciting, probably. I would have to apologize to a lot of people when that Oops. didn't happen. Yeah. You'd be like, ah. Oh. I totally thought. <laughs> My bad. So Oopsie. I stole your Ferrari and I ran over a few people and I want to apologize. It won't happen again. Yeah, this is a one-time <laughs> miscalculation from the Mayans. We'll blame the Mayans. Yeah. So what, how did the mic go? How did the... It went, I, my very first open mic went well. I told this story about how I hit myself with my own car, which was the last pizza I ever delivered. And it's a true story. Oh, wow. So I, it, I was like, deliver. I'm not. I, it's hard to. I, anyways, it's hard to retell stories once you've like told it a bunch of times. But oh yeah, I hear you. Then that's kind of why I got out of it in the sense I was like, oh, so you just have to retell the same jokes over and over again. Yeah, yeah, it's a pain. It was weird to me, I, but now I think I would be cool with it. But at the time, it, it I couldn't wrap my mind around it. But now it's I feel like it's like acting. It's rehearsing. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I try to avoid it because it does kill me repeating stuff. And then it gets very stale for me and the audience because it gets very wooden. But it does a lot of discipline in that sense. Some people, have much, 
some people are much better at it than I am. I, don't, I see people do it the exact same word for word every night, no matter what. And I, I think that's crazy. Like I'm, I'm envious of how they can do it like that. I can't really do it like that. I got to create something. Otherwise it's weird, you know? <laughs> it is weird. It's like, I, I have to have a genuine response to this story I've told a thousand times, especially to the same people, at least if it's a new audience. Oh, yeah. That would help. Yeah I, yeah, I see people at the same clubs all the time. There's like a couple or there's a few people like, you know, I know a couple that will sit in the front row at the Stan Comedy Club all the time. And I see them all the time. So they can hear me doing the same shit all the time. <laughs> I feel like such a fraud, you know? Yeah, that's, uh, but it's still, and then there was other, com I mean, there was other comedians who were like, I thought it would be this community of cool help each other out kind of whatever but mm. they were like all bitter and like kind of like oh, really yeah yeah like kind of like talking shit and not really being open to newcomers they because they didn't want someone else to maybe take the spotlight or whatever yeah in san antonio i imagine the scene is probably more friendly because there's less people but when you get up to big places like the cities they don't they hate they hate that shit yeah there's like there's no there's no group there's no cool kids over here you know no it's so it's like uh, like doggy dog type of i think so yeah i've always experienced it like that it's too big you don't have enough time to have, make friends with everyone because there's thousands of people doing it and they start and then they stop and you know yes. yeah and it's yeah it's better I mean, when you're professional though i think well I yeah, and you you've you've like broken through i mean 10 years later you've you're part of the scene now and uh, i don't know i feel maybe you've been accepted right yeah, yeah maybe i don't know <laughs> i still don't feel like i have so but maybe that okay could be, that could be me that could be right but uh and um yeah i just think a lot of that stems from the fact that people are kind of they're worried and insecure that it's not going to work and then once it does work out everyone starts to realize that you're better off being friends rather than the opposite I, yeah, and there's more than more than enough to go around, kind of, yeah. you know. Kinda, yeah, even that, you know, like I know comedians. It's not like even comedians that are successful, they might only be able to do it for twenty years, and then they have to find, they have to go sell cars. Or you know, you can you can have albums and specials and tour for twenty years, like just doing weekends at clubs, and by the time you're sixty, you're back to selling cars. Wow, that's bananas. Yeah, that's like a, that's a success. That's a successful comedian, right? <laughs> crazy doing this shit stupid <laughs> uh there's risk but you're branching out you know you're doing your podcast which that seems to be helping a little bit right oh yeah yeah po the podcast and the success of the podcast and then the videos on youtube that changed everything really yeah it's letting people see your personality get to know you and because you got like five minutes 15 minutes at these open like the yeah. spots you do right yeah, exactly. Yeah, I do. Yeah, fifteen minutes. At it's hard to connect, maybe. Yeah, yeah, it can be. Yeah, it's a slow build. Building stand up is a slow build, I guess. But you're doing. Yeah, well, I don't know. From what I've seen, just it's, you know, it's you're you're mo making moves in the right direction now. I feel I think, like. Yeah, yeah, I hope so. Yeah. And I feel like I'm a good judge of comedy, and I, uh. Every, I guess everyone probably thinks that, right? But, yeah, every single person thinks they're a good But person. if you look at the people we sponsor, you know, like Mark Norman, Tim Dillon, Ari Shafir, 
Joe List, uh, all the skank guys. Like, yeah. I know comedy, baby. And you got you it. Do. Yeah, you do have a fucking... If you could like, get all those on a lineup, dude, you, you oh. need to do Sheet Fest. Oh, shit. Sheet Fest. Get them all there. <laughs> It'll cost you a lot. <laughs> like, but, but maybe we can make a lot in the process. You could do, yeah. Sheet Fest would be great. And then everyone gets little in underwear <laughs> <laughs> a little, yeah we went to skank fest and handed out underwear you were at skank fest yeah 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 and we missed each other it looks so sure, i think we, no i'm sure we met yeah at one point that you know we're meeting so many people yeah yeah well sure. you're gonna be in vegas i'm dead yeah i'm going to vegas yeah so i'm looking forward to that yeah we are too so i'll yeah. we'll definitely hell yeah well, give me one of those hats they look sick thank you we i just, like that's that. We it's it's not even out yet, and so I wanted to wear it for the podcast so people. Oh, can say dude! Something. Well, send one over to the studio, will you? Because I'll, I'll, I'll wear that for sure on the podcast. I got you. Yeah, I'm loving the podcast, and so but so you started in Ireland, and why why did you start again? I just oh, I I had a job that I didn't like, and then I. It sounds corny, but I heard an expression about like if you find a job you'll love, you'll never work a day in your life. Right? Yeah. <laughs> That's so sad to, to say that out loud. It's so gay. <laughs> it's true though. <laughs> it's totally gay, but it's also very true. And I figured I had already decided that I couldn't be a stand-up comedian, so I figured maybe I'll work with stand-up comedians and work in comedy. Maybe I'll run events. And I figured if I'm gonna do that, I should do an open mic to understand what they think and what they're going through. So if I'm running events that I can connect with the actual performers. So then I just did an open mic and it went great. And then I was like, oh, fuck that. I'm not going to be one of the performers. And then that was it. Awesome. Yeah. So it did go well. Yeah, it went well enough. Yeah. But in Ireland, it's crazy because you do an open mic. It takes you like six weeks. You email the guy to do the open mic and he goes, okay, come back, come here in six weeks. <laughs> so you got to wait six weeks to do the show. And an open mic in Ireland, it's still it's ten euros for a ticket, which is like you know ten dollars for a ticket. It's not free, and if there's less than twelve people, the show gets cancelled. So you show up, it's a proper show, and it's in a bar, and there's thirty, forty people there, and they've all paid in money, and then you do eight minutes. So it's like a show. Wow. And then, and then it went well, so they go, okay, come back in six weeks and do it again. So then you six like. Weeks, Six weeks you're sitting around waiting for another oh, Well, that gives you plenty of time to prepare, I guess. I guess. <laughs> but the problem is, is if it... Oh, and then then they'd say come back in four weeks. It would get like less and less as okay. it got better. But comedians will know... Whatever your last show tends to hang over you, right? Yeah. So if you have a, four spots in one night in New York City and they all go great and the last one you bomb... You go home sad, right? Yep. You bomb the first three, and the last one goes great. You go home happy. So in Ireland, you got six weeks. So if you bomb, you're just fucking miserable for six weeks, just waiting around for a fucking a new thing. And then you end up writing. You end up writing a lot of jokes because I think for my first ten or twenty open mics, I did like a new eight minutes every single time. Every yeah. Single, yeah, every single time because I was just writing new stuff because it's like fucking. I it was like I wrote that three months ago. So why right. do you want to say that now? Especially when you're a brand new open mic, you just want to say every single thing. Mm -hmm. How do you come up, this is silly, with material? I don't know, man. I don't know. It just sometimes something makes me laugh. Yeah. Podcast is good for little things. Yeah. Sometimes I'll tweet things in the moment and then go, maybe there's something in that. 
I, yeah. I really don't know. Just sometimes it'll just it'll just happen. I've never sat down and wrote like a new thing. It just like it's kind of I don't have that brain. Right. I'm not do a writer. You, not do you know writer. Mark Norman and Joe List at all, or have you? Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know the boys. Yeah, we're not we're not like friends, but like I know them. Because they do the Tuesdays with stories, and they're yeah. constantly like riffing and ooh, that's something and. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, the, I think the podcast is a great place for testing or just you're you're talking and then shit comes out. For you're sure. loose. Yeah, I think most of Bill Burr's specials will they can all be traced back to a different episode in his podcast. Nearly all the jokes that he does that end up there, it's just him ranting, raving on his podcast, and eventually. Yeah, he's. That's just the way it happens. You know what I mean? Oh. Yeah, he's he's a special one. Because he can just like start yelling at people and then it's funny. Oh, yeah, he's great. Yeah, he, he has a new one coming out soon, actually, as far mm -hmm. as I know. He has a new special coming out. I want to watch the, um, oh, fuck. He was on like SNL and he's been on every single uh, Adam Sandler movie. The white dude. Yeah, Schneider, is it? Schneider, no. It's just the other, the other dude. He's, it, oh, fuck. He's got blonde hair. Oh, David Spade. David Spade. Yeah, he just released a special. Yeah, I want to. I, I saw like a little clip on Netflix. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, sh I, I, I think that'll be that. He's always funny. I really, I really. Yeah, enjoy him. he start, I don't know anything about his career. I, he, I think he probably started doing stand up and then did SNL and stopped and acted and now he's back doing stand up again or something. That's what I imagine. And he seems just very like rational and like a normal person. He's not like this crazy left weirdo so i like just hearing yeah. people talk and it's not nonsense or whatever it's like comedy not yeah 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 just, just whatever adam sandler's special was great i don't know if he has two now but the first special that he released was so much fun that was, was a lot of fun yeah for someone who's like as successful as he is and he just came out with his guitar and made silly jokes. Yes. And it was relatable, too, because even though he's, like, probably a billionaire, I don't know how much he's worth. He's probably worth a billionaire, is he? Serious. Yeah. Half, uh, probably half a bill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. But, like, and then he's just doing, but he still just does jokes about forgetting his phone or whatever. Like, he leaves the house and forgot his phone. <laughs> like, it's a, you know, he's relatable. I like Adam Sandler a lot. Oh, my God. Yes. He's the best. He is a legend. Um you're gonna you got you got it going on you you remind me a little bit of, <laughs> of thanks, uh, thanks yeah. sister. <laughs> hey <laughs> are you an are you an act are you, you are you an actor also no no i'm terrible at acting the worst uh, actor I, I, i've always been meaning to do lessons and stuff i just never got around to doing it i'm just a bad actor as soon as people are like go act i'm just like what? i just fucking i freak out or something i don't know what it is that is weird because you would think that it would you if you're gonna freak out you'd freak out on on no the stage simple you know what if someone just said be myself and say the things exactly how I would want to do it I could I, I imagine I could act if I was writing the stuff mm -hmm. I, I'm guessing I think that's what they I think that's what a lot of comedians do is they are just they play themselves in yeah yeah you know yeah I get I, I still I don't know someone said that to me before I, I I still struggle to do that, I guess. <laughs> I can it's hard for me to play myself. Someone else wrote the words, you know? Yes. It's just weird. I get all oh, very like hello. Uh. <laughs> Did you know that your bio says that you're like a writer, comedian, actor, director? 
Oh, of course it says that shit. Yeah, everyone's a bit of everything. You post, you post a video on TikTok, you're all of those things now. It, yeah, that's true. I've been a philanthropist too. I've never given anyone a dollar in my life. Uh, you got to help out the, the poor people. They need your help. Yes, yeah, yeah, for sure. Are, are you? Uh, so are you? You're doing an Irish brewery tour. Is that true? Oh, we used to do that. Yeah, yeah. We we had a tour. This is you're just looking at a website that I haven't updated since 2017 pretty much but that's hilarious yeah we used to we used to go tour around um it was just a, me and some other irish comedians would like rent out or, or contact breweries and then go do a couple of um shows with them you know just hustling yeah that was very popular for a while actually before covid there was a lot of breweries had a lot of entertainment that people would do a whole tour so we were just hitting them up ourselves and doing things like that but yeah, i never got back into it after the um after the lockdowns whatever. after the lockdowns yeah well things were kind of kicking off so that i could actually get into the clubs so i don't need to be in a field anymore <laughs> right yeah you know the drive-in theater and shit. yeah exactly so now um now i'm in the club so i need i do i have someone supposedly working on my website but i'm glad that you've given me all this stuff so so now i need to know i need to upgrade update it a lot that's funny that's cool though um so what did what did you do how did you get by with covid did you just stay home or how did you yeah i just stayed home for most of it yeah and then i was just doing just bo- i was boozing hard hard yeah because it's not like it was just a spontaneous i wasn't i wasn't old or fat or i never had lung cancer so i was like this is fine this, this, this is this is nothing for me and then it felt like a, a random vacation you know yeah. and, I was, I, and everyone thought like i thought it was a I honestly was like, this will be a week or two. It'll be great. So I was just at home making cocktails every night, drinking IPAs, just getting fucking leathered. <laughs> and, then, and then the two weeks turned to like four weeks. And then the next, and then next thing you know, it's a big, fat, swollen, alcoholic head. And I gained 40 pounds and I was a big, fat boy. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Did so, you just stop drinking or just slow down? Um. Yeah, I slowed down a whole lot. Yeah, yeah, that was it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I wasn't leaving the house or anything either. So once I started leaving the house again, that helped. Yeah. Calories and everything, you know. But yeah, it's funny. It's because it, there was never an official like, all right, COVID's over, right? It was sort of just slowly came back in. But there was a very official. It started, but there wasn't an over. So I don't know exactly when it stopped. But the Ukraine war is when it stopped. Yeah. It was, right. I think it was the second um, Will Smith slapped Chris Rock's uh, head. Yeah. He decided, All right, that's it now. All right, we're, we're done. Yeah, you kind of look like Zelensky a little bit. The I get that a lot. I yeah, I do get, yeah, I get. Yeah, I get. I swear, everyone uh, comments on Twitter and everything. <laughs> I don't even. Does he look horrible? Does he? <laughs> no, you, everyone thought he he was like a fucking Times Man of the Year and shit there for a minute. You should do yeah, like what, a skit on him. Of, yeah, there was a couple of days when everyone goes, wow, he was like fucking Andrew Cuomo for a little bit. Like just everyone at first, wow, he's the best. And then slowly but surely people start going, actually, he did this, you know? Yeah, Cuomo sexual. That was so Yeah, great. Cuomo, I'm telling you this much, and I'm, I'm usually wrong about everything, right? Mm-hmm. The only thing was when Cuomo was the guy in charge during COVID, I, I, day one, I said, fuck this guy. I hated him. I hated that all the women liked him. I hate that he was hogging the press conferences. Yeah. I hate his, I hated his fucking allegories about his mother's fucking spaghetti, right? I hated every single thing. I knew he was just making it about himself. I hated mm-hmm. his nipple rings. 
<laughs> I, I, the fact that all the women were like, oh, I love this guy. Women have terrible instincts. So if they're all flocking towards something, you got to go the opposite direction. That's a fact. And then he would go on TV and him and his brother would be roasting a little bit of a ribbing while cunts were dying everywhere. And they weren't doing anything to help anyone. Right. And he's killing all these old people, old folks. Meanwhile, him and his brother are like, mother says I'm the favorite son. Oh, really? Well, I, I'm better at baseball. You have two of you can go fuck yourself. And where are they now? They're gone. Out. The truth comes out eventually. Uh, they'll be back. You can't listen. I almost respect them. The fucking sleazeball hustle of the Cuomo family. Like it's, it's ingrained in their DNA. They'll be back. Yeah, they'll muscle their way back yeah, into. Figure out a way. These guys, when they get in, when they get in, they won't get out. It's the game. They know the game. Everyone gets canceled. Not everyone, but the people that get canceled. Anyone worth their salt gets canceled. Tell them. Yeah. Well, they get to cut. Some some get to come back. Some they all get to come back. Who who hasn't come back? Cosby. <laughs> uh, sure. We could do a fucking tour right now and we would set out the Beacon Theater. Yeah, wouldn't he, though? Because That's everyone true. would yeah, be I'd like, go. what's that? If you'd be interested, I'd go. Oh, fuck yeah, I'd go. I'd be like, what is this guy? He's, yeah, what's he going to say? You know, I want to hear yeah. the what person. What do? The mind of a madman, you know. Yeah, he's talking about prison food or whatever. Yeah. Putting <laughs> dudes to sleep. Yeah. Doing them in, while they're sleeping. I don't know. Yeah. He's just, he's just, there, was, there was a guy called Killer Jim. Or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I put him to sleep. Yeah, you never want to go to the D-Wing. D-Wing for Killer Jim and Arian John. Arian John. Yeah. Have you been to – you should, You sound like you know you, the pen a little bit. Have you been arrested? No, but uh, I fear it. I fear it. <laughs> <laughs> I've been arrested, I guess, a few times, but never, like, locked up, really. It was more back in Ireland during my youth. You know, just get like shown in jail for whatever misdemeanor bullshit. You know. Yeah. The usual stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, what did you do? Just fight. Uh, so arrested. Um, first one, I guess, was felony possession of cocaine. But it was a tiny little bit. It was so tiny. Oh. Okay. Yeah. But I had a lot. But they only caught me with a little bit. Oh, what, what do you mean? So you had taken a lot? You mean? No, I had. Well, I was, I was distributing. Okay, but they only caught you a little bit. Tiny little bit. So, and then what, they searched your car or something because of it? I'll tell you. So I was coming home from the dentist, and yeah. the dentist was like a, two blocks from my apartment, and I had a motorcycle, and I was riding my motorcycle from the dentist to my apartment, and it was like traffic on the road. So I was like, let me just hop on the sidewalk here. You're not allowed to yeah. ride the motorcycle on the sidewalk. But I was riding it on the sidewalk, and uh, I see out of the corner of my eye like this white unmarked car do like a U.E. and I'm like, "Fuck!" So I pull into my car apartment complex, get off the motorcycle, run in the apartment, and I think I think I'm in the clear. But he just pulled into my apartment complex and started knocking on all the doors, and there wasn't that many. There was only like 12 units. So he gets to my whatever. And he's knocking for a long time. And I'm like, fuck, do I answer? Do I not answer? I got all this shit in here. And, uh, eventually, I, well, I called my, my dealer. This is crazy. I was like, what do I do? He's like, just go answer the, go answer the door and, you know, and just 
deal with it. You know, get your ticket. Just get a ticket, right? You yeah, drove. yeah. So I opened the door, and he was like, "Was that you riding your motorcycle on the on the sidewalk?" And I was, and I was like, "Yeah, it was me." He was like, "Can I see your helmet?" And and he tricked me, motherfucker. So I go, I walk inside. I was like, "Yeah, no problem." I was gonna go grab my helmet because it was like a bright yellow helmet. And he follows me in. He followed so that, you? He followed me in. Like that's amigo, that's, right? It was so fucked up. If I should have said, just you know, I should have walked out and shut the door. Yeah. Anyone out there? Do walk out, shut the door behind you. Maybe well, lock it even. You're allowed to walk in if it's open. Is that the rule? Yeah, basically. But here's wow. what he did that was even more fucked up because that shouldn't have been too big of an issue. But I had a little coffee table. Sorry, mom and everyone. But anyway, I had a little coffee table. And I had a little wooden box on the coffee table. It was, he just lifts, takes the lid right off the, he was like, and there was weed in there. And wow. he was like, what's this? And I was like, okay. And uh, from that point on, he got like a search warrant and, or whatever happened. Oh, he was able to go out and get a search warrant because of it. Yeah. And I don't even know if he ended up doing that, but he like called for backup. And at that point, I didn't know my rights. I was like 19. Yeah. I was all spun out on Coke. Of course, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't thinking clearly. I was riding my motorcycle on the sidewalk, like I. <laughs> so listen, you gave him. You put your hand out to be slapped. Yeah. That one. Yeah, I gave it. I handed it to him like cookie, like candy to a baby. It was just. Yeah. Um, but it was on probably for the best, honestly, because I was going down like a a, a dead end road, you know, mm. doing coke, selling coke, like probably wasn't going to end well probably to, it and it had only been like six months so it wasn't like it i got out i got in and out pretty quick you know okay wow yeah and this was jail they put you in jail i did four months they sentenced me to six months i only did four months in a detention center in the middle of georgia have you been to georgia no 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 it's hot as fuck it's hot okay. and like most of the guys and it was like half and half georgia's like half black and half white basically yeah and so i was in jail with like a bunch of big black dudes yeah and, and then a bunch uh, of meth heads a bunch of meth head white dudes yeah and, and uh but it was cool they were everyone was relatively cool to me i mean i got picked on a little bit but like the black guys liked me some didn't like me but most of them did and what was the picking what was the did they did they fucking steal your steal your dessert they stole your jello this little, well, actually, this little fat white dude, he stole my, like, tang or something. He, like, broke into my little locker and stole it, and it was, like, this whole thing. I was like, tang? I really like the, the Caribbean drink? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You had that? That was, that was my, like, prized possession, you know? Like, you, had, you get money on your books, and you can buy stuff from the commissary, and that was the one thing that I had that I had been waiting for or whatever. You know, you, you get very You're little treats. Tang. I was, <laughs> was living large, baby. I can't believe that's that that they even supply that. It, they, we had ramen noodles, like tang, cigarettes, and like a couple other little yeah, um, candy yeah. bars and shit. Yeah, yeah, nice. That's crazy. Wait, and were you scared of shit going in there? <sighs> you're numb. You're just like the, this. Yeah, you're just like uh, this is. It's like going to war. I've been to war. I've been in the jail. Yeah. You can't really be scared because you're like on your way there and you're just going through it. 
Yeah. yeah it was, wow. Shit. It was nice getting out though. That was nice. I, I remember sure. that. My mom yeah. picked me up and I was just like, I think I kissed the ground when I walked out and like a movie. Yeah. It was I mean, Bobby well, your first thing, straight to your friend's house, fucking Coke back on the bag. Uh, a blunt. I went straight to my friend's house and we smoked a blunt. But no. Oh, wow. Didn't do the coke. I I've done it a couple times since then. Like one, the last time I ever even thought about it, I this guy it was presented to me, and I was like, I tasted it, and I was like, "Yep, that's coke." And I was like, "I'm not." And I never talked to that dude again because I'm like, I can't get back involved with this shit. Yeah, you can't. Like, why did the camera go blurry there? Look. There you are. Um. Yeah, that's crazy, man. Good stuff. Do you ever do you stay in contact with these people from jail? Nah, you think you, you think you're going to because you bond and then you kind of do for a little while, but you just move on. Yeah, yeah, ah, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, we're gonna be friends forever, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when I get out, <laughs> it was all like a, lot, a whole lot of uh, when I get out, was it? We're gonna start. We're gonna start a new. We'll start a shrimp fucking factory. A shrimp, a shrimping business. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna move. We're gonna start it's over. Mean, yeah, it's be the best. Yeah. Have you ever done any any drugs? Yeah, all of them, yeah. Nice. Yeah, I'm a big pro is a proponent of yeah. is that the word? I, yeah, I'm a big fan of drugs. Yeah, <laughs> the only one I you know what I haven't done? Yeah, there's a there's a lot I haven't done actually. I've never done I don't think I've done any like opiates really. Good. I did Kratom. Is that does that count? That's but good. I didn't feel I didn't feel anything. I think that's a fucking placebo, is it? It's like CBD. a little it's uh it's a thing. It it it, it it's very subtle. I, well, I, I, I want to do heroin. <laughs> I haven't yet. I've been too busy. Yeah, you got to take a break. And then that. I guess it's like, what's like angel dust on that shit? What's that? PCP. Yeah, I've never done that one. Yeah, me either. Well, do you even, I don't even know what it is. It's like crushed up speed, is it? Or something? No, it's some sort of hallucinogen. It's oh, like is it? A, yeah, it's like you think you're the devil or I don't need honestly... Wow, I have no idea what it is. PCP. Oh, yeah, right. Well, before the year is out, I'll cross them off my list. I'll get, I'll do heroin and do PCP. They'll cancel each other out. And then I've ne I've done like smoke DMT. Um, how was that? Good. Yeah, I've done so many. I've done it so many times. It's like there's been some of them are good, some of them are bad. Sometimes you blast off, sometimes you don't. It's right. Okay, I know what the deal is. Situation. I'd like to go down to Peru and do the ayahuasca and like do a proper retreat, but it's like not easy to organize it. Well, you don't want to do that? Have you done I, it? I did. I, I, I'm in Colorado and this it was presented okay. to me to do this ayahuasca retreat. And I was like, all right, let me go do it. Right. So I went yeah. and um, it was in Bailey, Colorado. I was in this tiny room, um, one bedroom, kind of like apartment with 18 other people. We all there was a shaman and his helper, and we all had puke buckets. Yeah, and most of the night was everyone throwing up, and you mm. hearing everyone throwing up, so you throw up. Yeah, and then you have to go empty your throw up bucket into this other throw up bucket. Oh, and so and there's a communal throw up bucket. A communal throw up bucket. How, how much are we talking here? Like, are we talking like a fucking like a big yeah, trash can? A big, like, like full of puke, like it's full. full. Yeah, we all had our own little ones, and then we all you dumped the little one. In the, it was so bad. And are you tripping during this time? At this time, are you tripping or no? No, like the, yeah, yeah. I, I 
I drank it. We all drank it. And like nothing good is happening. The whole night goes by, didn't trip at all. The next morning we have, we're supposed to do our next session. And I'm like, I don't even want to fucking do this shit. You know what I mean? I'm going to yeah. get out of here. Fuck this. And, uh, but I, I talked to the shaman. He was like, just do one more and see if you like it, whatever. And I was like, fine. So I took one more. I did trip a little bit, but it was like just seeing swirly stuff. It wasn't like this introspective yeah. awakening yeah. growth. I didn't have any of that shit. Oh, and so I ended, up, I ended up leaving. However, I don't want to like tell, you know, uh, discourage anyone from doing it. Maybe do, do whatever calls to you. Maybe it'd be better in Peru, but in this particular instance, it was like a bad brew. And I would just so say, where, where was it? Was it in Colorado? Yeah, it was. That's the, I wouldn't, someone's invited me to one in Florida too. They say it's the same thing. I don't know. I don't I'm not a go down. Yeah. Go to Peru. If you're going to do it, do the, do it. Yeah, right. but I was there, there's a lot of people in Peru who are just like, they're just like farmers who are like, Oh yeah, no, I'm a shaman and whatever. Yeah. yeah. And so you're getting ripped off cause you're a dumb tourist, you know? But, right like they're um you didn't have this, like you didn't come out of there going hey i've forgiven my father for what he did to me or any exactly. of that exactly no you didn't, trip, you didn't even trip hard i tripped for like two minutes and it was cool i'll give you that two like minutes? I was, that's it all was maybe 10 to wow. 10 it was that's stupid crazy. that's crazy i i heard that was like eight hours of just i that's why i think maybe i got like the fake shaman or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, yeah they saw you coming, dude. They saw yeah. you coming. Mark, let's take his money. That's it. Bells and whistles. And I know you don't shrooms. I like, yeah, I do shrooms. I like shrooms. Um, I do sh I'll just rather acid. do them. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And acid. Yeah. yeah. But I'll, I just do shrooms mostly. And I what do, because I do them pretty frequently. And this is, I don't know if you know a guy. <laughs> I feel like you're the guy who knows a guy. I don't know you well at all, but I just feel like you're the guy who knows a guy for the, the pay, peyote. Uh -huh. That's what I'd like to do peyote, especially when we get out to Skankfest in Vegas. That's what, that's like, I'd love to do that. Well, I'll write it down. I know people, I know a bunch of people, but there's I don't a, know if, I don't know if I know how to get that. That's a, that is a weird one. That's there's okay. a, there's someone it's, it's a peyote is illegal in New York city, right? But mm -hmm. there is a, very similar cactus that's not illegal that I can grow in New York City apparently. So someone oh, wow. gave me a link before for like a like a web a website that sells the seeds and then I'd have to grow the cactus and wait six months and then I gotta chop up the cactus into a milkshake or something and then I'll go fucking trip my nuts. Like I wanna do it because they say they say there's like don't they say like um there's different gods of like all they say the different hallucinogenics are different gods. So shrooms is the masculine energy. And then peyote is the female version of shrooms or something. And then DMT is the, I can't remember the time energy or something. There's like different things. Like, that, yeah, you know, this hippy dippy bullshit, but you know, I want to get fucked up. So I want to do peyote and see what, see what happens. It might be the answer to all your problems. Listen, it'll probably just be a fun time. Right. Cause, but, yeah, I think as far as I know you, yeah, uh, as far as I know, you can do like an ayahuasca retreat in the Nevada desert with some of the Cherokees or whoever the fuck live out there. And you can go spend the weekend with them in the big teepee and they'll be banging drums and you eat peyote and then you're fucking looking at the stars all fucked up in the desert. That sounds like fun. That doesn't sound bad at all. That I sounds think, awesome. Yeah, I'm, we'll have to plan that out. Sin, there's, the, there's this one... 
we're kind of on a tangent here, but like the one is kind of like opens your heart. It's like a heart. And I, I think it's a cactus. It's a hallucinogenic. Yeah. Opens your heart. Maybe that's the peyote one. Though. It's yeah. And you're like, you, it's like this love kind of thing where it's like San Juan, Saint, 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 really? I don't remember. Yeah. They, and they usually like, you'll do it in between your ayahuasca ceremonies. You go and do this. Oh, San Pedro, San Pedro. Does that sound anything? Never heard of it, no. Okay. It, it could be all the same family, though, right? It is all the saints, and they, you go visit them when you take these drugs. Yeah. I, I find that there can, you, you can grow from, from taking these substances, you know, like, but sometimes it is just a good time, right? Yeah, I wouldn't. I've, I've done, I've done, I've had trips where I've grown from it. And I've also had trips then where I've been like seeking, hoping to like grow from it, and you don't. And I yeah. don't think that's a, that's just a ha if it happens that way, it happens that way. You shouldn't, you should. I don't think you should be going in hoping for some grandiose moment of clarity or whatever. You should oh. just go in to see what happens, and if it helps you, it helps you. If it doesn't, at least have fun. Yeah, yeah. the fun part is you know it's fun. Are you? Do you read any books about? like success or anything no um I've, I've read i've read a lot of books over the years <laughs> about it I've, I've read like think and grow rich boom that's the yeah, one that's a classic napoleon hill yeah yeah he's yeah. I, I, chapter three or whatever i think is faith because it starts off with like desire it's like how bad do you want it you know yeah yeah I love that shit. um I don't remember which. Yeah, that's that's just again, that's just full of different anecdotes, right? And yeah. whichever one sticks to you, yep. Like it's like fucking chicken soup for the soul, right? But uh, yep, I read that book too, actually. <laughs> but uh, oh, I haven't read that one. I do remember. That's more. That's a little more gayer. But uh, <laughs> with Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich, there's a story about some guy who's homeless and then he moves and meets Thomas Edison and yeah. he hires him as a janitor. And then from there, he he pitches a, an invention to him, and he signs it, and then the guy becomes this, um, you know, he, he becomes he, a partner. I remember he became yeah, a partner. He's like, I don't want to work for you, I want to work with you, and all that. And then he yeah, ends up exactly. doing it. That yeah, that stuck with me more than any of the other stories. I don't remember any of the other ones, but it's been a long, long time since I read it. But who's yeah. your who's your Thomas Edison then? Who do you want to work with? Fucking, fucking Louis J. Gomez is my Thomas Edison. I <laughs> He's the shit, dude. He's no, Louis is awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, listen, I guess I'm, you know, I'm fucking moved to New York to pursue comedy. But um, yeah, those books can be good. The only problem is, is there's so many different books and so many lessons and so many things. I think, and they, a lot of them contradict different things. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I, I like I, I like Arnold Schwarzenegger's. Uh, the, six rules of success do you know that one do you no. ever to a speech oh yeah it's just yeah. a speech of his and it's the six rules of success and it's uh work your butt off and know break what you rules. want to do yeah break rules yeah. give back uh whatever there was there's a few of them that yeah. was a good speech yeah he, yeah he's he, a good one. of all the people he's a good one yeah and for like think and grow rich i've in all the books just yeah. fucking reread Think and Grow Rich. Just reread it like a few times. Cause I I mean, granted, I work hard and I whatever, but I kind of attribute a lot of my success to that book. Oh wow. Because it inspired me to think outside of the box and like yeah. believe like I could get out of this cubicle or get out of the army 
and do something outside of the the being a cog in the the system, you know, and I could make my own destiny and all that. Yeah, it's interesting. I must reread it now. It's been a long time since I've read it. And I guess I read Outliers. I don't know if that counts. Outliers is more interesting than it is a motivational thing. I think that counts yeah. a little bit. But I like because I do get the motivation and the inspiration from these books, and I'll I'm a, I'll start crying when I read like the oh, yeah whoever like just went from nothing sacrificed everything and and like yeah. when it was there was no hope and then he somehow made it because he believed and yeah i know i know but someone needs to someone needs to write a book that says you know don't not everyone and, and just have the the failure someone needs to yeah. let everyone know like just so you know most people won't make it <laughs> i know right because like everyone said, can nobody who quit has ever made it right didn't we say that earlier so that's yeah. like the good thing to remember and most people quit and that that's one of his sayings like at the first sign of defeat the first obstacle they're like oh fuck it yeah yeah you know you want it to be easy you think it's gonna you're gonna be a walk into new york city and become the fucking selling out madison square garden and shit? Oh, yeah rob you're fucking amped you're right <laughs> it was fucking easy everyone would do it fuck these bitches they're pussies yeah, you're sticking with it. And I'm and everyone says the whole 10 year thing is like everyone has to go through that. Absolutely. Right? Yeah, for Who sure. Who made it except for like Chappelle or whatever? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Again, these outliers. Yeah, but you're right. Yeah. Yeah, it seems it also seems pretty obvious. Sometimes when you see the blueprints written out, it it's it's there for every single person to straight up. You know, I've been watching a lot now because I'm trying because my podcast is on YouTube. I've been watching a lot of these YouTube tutorials about the workings of it, yes. and it's all open. Like, yes, such a, I don't know if you watched the Mr. Beast. Absolutely, that was Mr. a fucking fascinating. Well, yeah, 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 it's great. And then, you know, all those YouTube guys, I'm watching them. Like, their content isn't exactly for me, but the world that they live in, they don't have any secrets. They don't really have any. They just tell you. They go, "This is how you." do the thing yeah and it, you know and then you watch other people's youtube and then they're not doing the thing that they that they've been told to do um the blueprint so, is out there like you the, said the blueprint's out there you just got to like you know look at what schultz is doing yeah look at like the legion of skanks look at what all these people are doing they're all doing the same type of thing more or less you know and if you're not doing that also yeah i think you're you're probably just stupid you know yeah they're sitting there telling you how to do it the, like the blueprint is is thinking grow rich the blueprint is like for youtube is mr beast he's sitting there telling you the thumbnails the titles yeah you got to do that, <gasps> do yeah, that? <laughs> yeah 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 if you want yeah but like again that works if it's the, yeah you know it's it, yeah it's kind of corny works. but i know it's goofy as fuck and i do them too when i'm pose i pose for my thumbnails too and so like <laughs> all that shit but i don't it, it's got a match though you know you can't just be shocked it's got to match the title and then the first 30 seconds got to be the most crucial part of your entire video. These are just, this all these facts are out there, you know? No, and I saw your, one of your most recent po podcasts, you, there's like a clip, I think it was with Zach. Yeah. Funny, like you cut the most salacious part of the conversation, whatever. Yeah, I'm trying to get them right in. I'm going to start doing that more going forward too. Hopefully. Me too. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Do it. You have to do it because I, I do it like every now and then. I yeah. always, I'll do like one intro. Like with Louis J, I did an intro and then I haven't done one for like three episodes because I forgot or whatever. I hear you. No, I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a lot of work. But listen, I like that though. I like people telling each other how to do it because 
the vast majority these there's a there's an older thing of secrets you know and yes. i think with older comp comedians too it was such cutthroat stuff because they couldn't make it out there's like a you know there's a tribalism and secrets and stuff like yes. that nowadays everyone just shares all their information yeah and it helps everyone because it is a rising tide you know so like i'd be with my podcast for example i'm friends with the are you garbage yes. guys their producers i also know uh schultz and his producers nice. and every time we talk we all sort of go oh did you see this did you see that what do you think about this i'm trying to do that oh i like that new thing you're doing and it's like it's um it's a good world to be in whereas comedy is never like that comedians don't say oh i'm trying this bit like maybe very close but like it's 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 not open source you know well you've got a master it sounds like you have like a mastermind with schultz and the are you garbage guys that's yeah. from think and grow rich the mastermind group oh is that what that is yeah yeah i need to get i need to fucking solidify myself in there more yeah for sure yeah because you're you're working out ideas with your i i have a group of other business owners like five other guys in the local area and we meet like once a month and just we just talk about whatever problems with business we're having successes Great. challenge you know and then it's huge yeah huge and those things help too a lot when i even like i like when people challenge you know whatever you're doing because then even if they're wrong you've spent an hour like talking to them and then at the end you if they even change your mind at least then you're at a, you're more into there are, I, I like i have that same group with some comedians we try to meet up at least once a month and then we'll talk about what we're doing and compare things um, and just as long as you're even just getting into that mindset, you never know what's going to happen, you know, help each other. It's usually, a, it's usually positive, you know? Yeah, it is. It is. It is. And I love when people say, oh, you're doing that wrong. I wouldn't do that. And then I go, oh, I think I would. And then at the end of it, you, you've, I've re I've confirmed my answer or I've learned something, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah we're, we're so this, um, con this, uh, firm, they're like a consultation, whatever firm they're telling us how to improve our website. And I'm like, I don't know if I would do that. I kind of like the way it is now. They're trying to, they're trying to say, cause we have some doctors that recommend sheath for their patients. And they're like, yo, you gotta put that on the top. You gotta put that up front. And I'm like, that seems corny to me, but we're gonna, we're gonna try like some AB testing. Oh yeah. What's that for like some sort of like a uh, rash? Um, quite, that's how it started. But jock, jock itch is it probably helps with the jock itch, doesn't uh, it? Yeah, a hundred percent. I've had that before, man. It's fucking rough. That thing. It's uncomfortable. Oh yeah. my god, jock itch. If that gets going, oh. It, and well, sheath does prevent like the whole heat buildup and the sweating, but it also yeah. is for post surgery for people that get like they get their nuts snipped. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. That makes sense. Then, yeah. I mean, that's not why we made them, but for whatever reason, that it seems to help. Yeah, it, yeah, it seems to help with that. Yeah, my friend Tim Butterly got his um, nuts snipped, he, and he was saying that's exactly how his nuts are—like the balls and the cock is like hanging out separately. And she would work perfect for that. We got to get him some. Nice. But I hope, what, I, hope you, I hope I'm selling some. I hope I'm selling some. Yeah, we got a code. We got a code. Nice. I got a code from you, Kali. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I just yeah. saw one. I'm checking the orders constantly, and and I saw okay. one like right before we popped on. So I don't know, but yeah, right. we've got to that thing. You know, when I put them on, I actually put them on 
inside out the first time or something did you hear that I put them on now everyone does that because I, I, I was in a hurry too and i put them on inside out and then i, I was like what the fuck i honestly was like this is fucking the dumbest shit <laughs> if you're wearing it like, inside out it is i was like who was what i couldn't even understand. and then i was like this is fucking so stupid and then i showed someone and they're like they're on inside out i was like all right <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious yeah um well, what you were saying about how comedians and, and people are just willing to give up all their information and just tell you how to do it, like sh show you the plans, the blueprint. Yeah. The funny thing is, is there most people won't do it even if they're told how to do it. Yeah, exactly. I agree. I yeah. agree. I'm, I'm like that all the time with comedians ask me, people hit me up and like, you know, with podcasts and I have a small podcast, all things considered, but it's a lot bigger than most other people. 11,000. That's great. Yeah. I'm thanks. More, yeah. yeah. Um, but people hit me up and go, I'm thinking of starting a podcast. And I go, leave me alone. I go, come back to me when you've started it. Give me six months and then I can talk to you. But I'm not going to, I'm not wasting my time when you're thinking of doing something. Just do it and then come back. That's sort of the way it is. Most people just won't do it. They won't ever get around to doing it. Yep. They just I've been doing it for four years, dude. Like a long yeah. time. Awesome. What what would you recommend to someone who's been doing it for four years? <laughs> Your podcast? I don't know. Get bigger guests than me. <laughs> that helps. But not, yeah, obviously be consistent, you know, keep doing what you're doing and get yourself as clear as you can. You know what I mean? What do you mean clear? Mentally? Yeah, no, just like your equipment and all that stuff. Like what oh, right. you're using the cure, right? What camera yeah. have you got there? A Logitech for 1080K or whatever. I've got the same. I think I've got the HD 1080. And yeah, I guess just guess. Just keep doing what you're doing. Try to promote it. You know, promote it on like. Do you do TikToks and stuff? I do not do TikToks. No. I, um, then you find some Reddit. Find some Reddit threads, maybe I things know, I like that. Your Reddit. I like your, yeah, and yeah. Go, and do you go on other people's podcasts too? I do when I'm, tr yeah, I try as much as possible. It's um, tough when you're in Denver, you know. Say that again. I said it's tough if you're in Denver. Yeah. You know? because, and I can only talk about from the, like the comedy community's point of view because I'm in New York, so there's lots of places for me to jump on. But yeah, you're getting. Yeah, but do the thing with the hook, like we were talking about earlier. Start, start in the middle of the interview. Right. And then, and then play 15 seconds of that. Then do your intro music. I think that'll help you on YouTube for sure. I want people to sign up to your Patreon. Yeah, so do I. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, because you were saying like you can you can't say all the stuff you can say like on the Patreon, you can't say it on YouTube. Yeah, I know. You know what? I try to with every Patreon episode, I try to take five minutes and put that on YouTube as like just a little clip sample. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we go it feels like the you know the shackles was the shackles are off so because when you're when you're going free you do tone it down a little bit but then the problem is with patreon i feel like i'm allowed to just do whatever i want so i go i go overboard so even today i was just like don't put any of that out uh, <laughs> save it for the patreon yeah. yeah you gotta check that out i'm on i do i think tim dylan and and the tuesdays with stories i'm not on that many patreons but no it's a lot you know what i mean yeah, and people, and people jump around too. That's what I would imagine would be the best thing to do. Is like, you subscribe to depending on how topical they are. Though, you know, you subscribe to someone for two months, you listen to a lot of their stuff. You go to someone else, 
two months and then you go back and you can binge watch the stuff that's like the best. i see a lot of people i see on my patreon jump they jump they come they back you know what i mean smart get yeah. the most value out of it yeah of course and then some people listen if they don't support your patreon that doesn't mean they're not fans you know some no. people just, just go listen i listen to my free stuff it'll be a waste of my money i'm full as it is and i go ah, fair enough you know? yeah there's only so much content we can consume yeah absolutely but, I, I mean, just from the like little, I want little, like thirty minutes that I've listened to of what you had, and I was kind of skipping around to get an idea of like who you were because I never we'd never met and yeah, um, I'd never seen too much about you, so I wanted to obviously get some kind of idea of who you were, and and I was like, this fucking dude, you got some, you got something, you know, the itch. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks. Yeah, I think so. I, I hope so. Well, I have what I have on my Patreon is because you know I, I work for a moving company, so I'm I, like I do comedy at night and podcasting all the time, and then to you know in order to pay the bills to survive, yeah. I drive trucks during the yeah. day. But yeah. I have it on the Patreon is to have um, when we hit a thousand Patreon subscribers, and I'll quit my job as a truck driver. So fuck yeah, we're gonna start really pushing that now soon enough. We just wanted to try get the whole studio set up and things running. I love and, it. Yeah, appreciate I think, it. Yeah, I think you have a good like niche with just your i mean i hate to say that but the accent helps you already yeah, know that it does for sure it stands out I, like it either scares people off i think it attracts more people than i lose you know no yeah it's 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 a good it sets you apart a little bit from everyone else and then you do the raw comedy which is just mm. you can't i can't get enough of the raw comedy you know yeah just real fucked up shit i like you know as much as as dirty or as you know yeah wrong as it can be that's better i like like making fun of everyone but white people lol <laughs> <laughs> yeah well they they can all make fun of the white people and we'll make fun of them that's exactly. fair right. how about that hey, a little back and forth action exactly. never hurt. and that's how you that's how you fucking and racism a little bit of community like that i agree yeah I let's make agree. fun of each other yeah have fun yeah you know all the jobs i've ever had have always been like low paying manual labor jobs and that's kind of just how people talk like i work on construction sites and you know i've i've interacted with more i guess minorities for lack of a better word than any of these like woke brooklyn comedians of course. I, i'd go to the go do these like again like hood rooms i'd go up and do these hood rooms and i'd be the only white guy there but all the fucking liberal fucks in brooklyn at their shows would be preaching this down the other they'd never go up there they never exactly. interact with anyone else i'm actually out there fucking meeting these people you know what i mean a hundred percent yeah i mean i grew up in georgia these people, <laughs> these people. what do you mean these people the fucking <laughs> other like the others that you know yeah. it's okay though because I was in the okay. I've been in jail. I've been in the army, and in both whatever situations, it was weird because, like, for the most part, the blacks hung out with the blacks, the Puerto Ricans hung out with the Puerto Ricans, whites yeah. hung out with whites, and we and we would like obviously intermingle and whatever. It was fine, but just there's like this natural proclivity to isolate or or be around people that look like you or whatever, and then. Um, but it wasn't like I hate them. It was just like I'm hanging out with my boys over here. Yeah, and, sure. And then, but then we'd hang out together also, and mm. it was fine. And and but a lot of the 
people like the woke preachers, they're like, they have very little encounters. You know, I fucking yeah. went to high school, the whole, and I went to jail and I was in the army and I've been around them. They're, they're people, you know, whatever. They're not that special. They're just fucking people like we are, whatever. Yeah, no, I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I'm telling you, I've, I've, I've had, I've spent lunches and construction sites talking to people that um, neither of us speaking, like I, they don't speak English and we, we, but we communicate through like fucking mime. <laughs> <laughs> like I've, I've done that. I've, I've yeah. interacted with people, whereas I don't know, people, we're probably over this whole woke fucking discussion, but like, you know, they're living in a dream world sometimes with like what they think society needs to be when they're not actually doing it themselves at all, you know? Right. Yeah. They're preaching to other people what they need to do. They're not doing it. And then we're like the bad guy, but we're fucking just guys too. Yeah. I'm not a yeah. bad guy. Yeah, absolutely. Just, so. No, I hear you. Yeah. I love good. it. Yeah. When I got to work and everyone's like, oh, you fucking dumb Mick. I'm like, yeah, shut up you, you black fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and then we laugh and go to work and it's, and there's. Exactly. All, yeah. 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 It's all good. People like make it out to be like racism is everywhere. And it's like very isolated. So everyone, I mean, I don't know. You're white. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm self-censoring. You have to like, it's so nah, weird. We did it, dude. Me and you, two white guys, we fucking solved it. We, we yeah. did it. We solved racism. Everyone just laugh together. That'll solve a lot of shit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? And, and some colors laugh more than others, but that's okay. It's a yeah. cultural thing. Yeah. Get a sense of humor and enjoy the world and make fun of it. It's not so fucking serious. It's all good. Mm. Um, well, so I really want everyone to find your channel. It's just yeah, Colin Terrell and you find him on Patreon. Do you have uh, any you, you, on like Instagram and whatever? Yeah, just um, every social media at Colum Terrell. C-O-L-U-M-T-Y-R-R-E-L-L. -L. And yeah. then you'll find me everywhere. Yeah. And uh, keep an eye out for me on the road. Um, I got dates coming up. And I'm coming to San Antonio, actually. Are you? Out there. Yeah. At the end of the month. Okay. I'm actually yeah. in Colorado, but my team is in San Antonio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going there on the, the Labor Day. So that's that May 29th, I think. Hell yeah. yeah. We're going to be in San Diego. So we got Houston back at the secret group where Skankfest was. Yep. Then we're going to be in yeah, Cap City in Austin. Then we're going to do San Antonio. So that'd be an interesting trip. I think you'll kill it. I think you'll do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, I'll hit me up. We can get some, get your... Uh, okay. Yeah, I'd love give, to I'll, come I'll back. Give you pro, I'll give you a promo code for the tickets in San Antonio. How about that? <laughs> Perfect. Right. I won't be there probably, but if yeah, I'm in town... Let it be your friend. I will. Yeah. Okay. I'm well, getting on the hats. I like that hat, dude. I, I, I wrote myself a note. I'm going to send yeah. you a hat. Absolutely. And you got underwear and shirts and stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got the underwear. I got the shirts. Okay. I'm going to send you a hat. Everyone else, you can get this hat at sheathunderwear.com. It'll be up in a cup. By the time this airs, this is going to air, I think, next Monday. Okay. So it should be... Uh, available on the Hell site yeah. get it there thank you for coming on thank you man i'm you know what? i'm not a buy i'm not a buy think and grow rich again i'm gonna get back yeah. in and read that again i think uh, remind me yeah it won't hurt it's good to reread it and it, it's inspirational it's like my bible you know yeah good i'm feeling pumped dude after this i forgot yeah you, you got me amped up to fucking succeed 
<laughs> you can do it. I'm You're the man. Rare and All right. Well, you go kill it, and then we're gonna keep. We're gonna be paying attention. Okay. All right, brother. I appreciate it. Thank you. Good luck. Thank you, Colin. Bye, right, everyone. Take, take it easy. All right. Bye, bye. You can, if you exit, I'm gonna do like a little intro. Okay. Well, how about that? We just had the up and coming comedian from New York City, out of Ireland. Colin Terrell, his podcast and YouTube channel is hilarious. He is a great guy. He's on our side of like optimism and being uh, successful and putting it, paying your fucking dues to the, you know, sacrificing 10 years he's been putting towards comedy and he's just now making it. That's the kind of dedication you need to be successful. If you think you're going to get it overnight, you're delusional. You know, just stick to the plan, stick to the blueprint. It's all laid out there. We talk about think and grow rich. We talk about the rules that are already out there. You just have to do it. So watch this video. Thank you for subscribing, liking, commenting. If you have any suggestions, I would appreciate them. Any critiques, let me know what I can do better or worse. I appreciate like getting these broom handles out of here or something. Thank you again. We'll be back next week. Go to sheathunderwear.com, use promo code RPG. You can save 20% off uh, any item. And uh, you'll thank me later. You're welcome. We'll see you next week.